Hi, and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm David Harvey. I'm a Senior Investment Analyst at Wealth Within. In the Financial Review today, I was attracted to an article which talked about the 10 myths that can be dangerous for your wealth. And I thought, after reading it, that maybe you might be interested in some of the, uh, some of the myths that they talked about in the Financial Review. The first one talked about the wall of money, and the wall of money that they're talking about is the amount of money that's pouring into the Australian super funds at present. It amounts to around $120 billion per year. But uh, what they're saying is the wall of money means that the market will stay high. That's, that's the myth. Anyway, what they were advising is, is not to be beguiled, because as soon as the market sentiment changes, they're pretty sure that the dollars will simply move to another investment class, and that might be international shares or cash or something of that nature. So if there's any external shock or investors lose confidence, they will certainly take their money out and put it elsewhere. The next myth that they talk about is that the low P.E. ratio means a bargain. What they were saying in the article is that really that uh, often, or sometimes anyway, is that uh, stocks may be cheap for a very good reason and therefore you need to do a little bit more uh, examination before you accept a stock that's got a low P.E. Another one they talked about was the cost price averaging will keep you ahead. But um, I'm not, I suppose I might just explain what uh, dollar cost averaging is. And this is the allocating of uh, a predetermined amount of money periodically to avoid all of those timing issues. But uh, of course at Wealth Within we've got other ways of being able to help people with their timing. But what they're saying there is that does, does dollar cost averaging really work? Now with dollar cost averaging, this is the allocation of a predetermined amount of money periodically to avoid timing issues. But as you know, at Wealth Within we've got our ways of being able to uh, help with the timing of the market and that, uh, that relates to our charting techniques. But anyway, in terms of the article, what they were saying is that does dollar cost averaging work in all instances? Because if you're buying lower and lower, um, as the stock price falls lower and lower, and what they say is that that's a good thing because the, price, the average price of the stock is uh, getting less and less. But what is it? The result, if that um, stock is going lower for very good reason, and that's, that's simply that it's a dog of a stock, in the end you've actually paid really good money for something that's uh, pretty worthless. So anyway, that's uh, dollar cost averaging in a, in a falling market. But what about if the asset price is going up? What happens there is that you're actually paying more and more for your stock. Whereas, in fact, you're better off getting your timing right in the first place, paying the price up front and then benefiting from the, uh, from the growth in the stock. And that's the way that we would tend to think that you ought to go. So it's either going to cost you money because the stock prices may never recover or because you pay more for the assets than as the price rises. The next one, they say, is, well, this is the one for the bottom drawer. This is the instance where you've actually picked a stock that hasn't really gone very well. But the best thing to do there an example of that might be a stock uh, like a huge blue chip stock like um, say for example Amcor has been although it's starting to recover a bit but this is an example of a stock that's just simply turned into a dog for quite a while but uh, what we'd say is that if you've made a mistake it's better to admit it and to do something about it buy low and sell high 
I think the uh, this is what we all try and do, isn't it? And I guess that some of our charting techniques actually help as with the timing of uh, of purchase. Uh, but what um, what uh, they're saying in the paper was that some of the world's shrewdest investors have paid over the odds for companies like, uh, say for example, Warren Buffett might do that from time to time. And what they do is that they just make their money over the long term and probably never sell. But nonetheless, if you made a mistake, you've got to get out of it. And uh, what the uh, flavour of the paper was saying is that sell only when the stock shows that it's no, no longer worth owning. And we'd concur with that, absolutely. But we'd probably have uh, other signals to give us the uh, indication as to when to get in and get out. OK, the next myth they talked about was that green funds are green. Uh, what they say in the Financial Review is a lot of these funds are often pretty much identical to our standard funds. And the reason for this is that they'll have in their portfolio, they'll have stocks like BHP. And what has BHP got a lot of? They've got a lot of uranium, haven't they? And groups like Coles and Woolworths, which sell a lot of alcohol products. Consolidate your debt is another one that's, uh, that people are often told to do. Although the mortgages are cheaper than credit cards and personal loans, what happens is, and this is something that's probably not uh, disclosed to you all that uh, clearly, is that if you um, have the longer term debt, which is really refinancing all your credit cards, you end up paying more interest because the term of the debt goes up. Capital protected loans. Now this is another good one. It's being very uh, well promoted by a lot of uh, the institutions at the moment is that um, come and buy this uh, share. We'll, we'll uh, give you capital protection. Can't lose. Um, but what we know is there that we're actually probably paying twice as much interest rate as we should be overall. And uh, if at the end of the day that stock was a dog, then what you'll do is that uh, even though you may not have to repay the loan, you'll certainly suffer all of the capital loss, won't you? So it's probably not as an attractive approach as you might have at first thought. You can't go wrong with property. That's another one. But uh, And as we know, the property is less liquid and less flexible and has higher running costs. So some of these things are things that people don't really fully take to account. And the last one, which I think is, is a real doozy, is that this time it's going to be different. And I think we've heard this a lot in the past, haven't we? Say, for example, with the uh, tech wreck, and perhaps of this, the, that uh, the bubble in resources, in particular, say uranium, uh, this might be another bubble that might be exposed at some time in the uh, over, over coming months. And of course, then we've got the uh, Chinese stock market, and uh, there are all sorts of things there that are saying that um, maybe uh, that that market could come to a to a halt at some point in the future. But nonetheless, the fundamentals behind the Chinese market are quite strong, as we all know. Anyway, I think um, hopefully that you've got something out of that in terms of some of these myths exposed. And I think that really uh, the, the real golden rule in all of this is beware of urban myth, uh, as despite the ring of apparent authenticity, and many of these do, don't they, at first, at first, blessing, uh, first blush, uh, but they can be dangerous for your wealth, and just to keep that in mind. And anyway, have a great week. This is David Harvey signing off from Talking Wealth. Look forward to catching you next time. <laughs>